0: Hi, we here at Grace Life would love to help you discover Jesus' unconditional love and grace for you. We pray that this message will be a blessing to you and further establish you in the truth of God's word.
1: So today we're going to talk about maturity. could be a heavy topic, <laughs> but it doesn't have to be. Okay, maturity. Our oh, maturity as children of God in Christ. I've been looking at the at the letters that Paul wrote to the Colossians and the Philippians, and um, something that really stood out to me is Paul's desire for the body of Christ to mature. Mm. Okay, for the church to grow into maturity, for every believer to grow up. And become mature believers. Okay? Um, he doesn't want us to stay babies but to grow into mature Christians. Alright? <coughs> if maturity is such an important thing to the Apostle Paul then surely it is something that we should focus on as well. Amen? Yeah. Maturity. When we become born again we are made perfect. We are made complete. Mature. Needing nothing to be complete. No? That's in our spirit. Alright? But we know that man has how many parts? Three. We have three parts. That is
2: spirit, soul and body.
1: Spirit, soul, and body. No? So in our spirit, we are complete. We are mature. You understand? Because the Holy Spirit that is inside of us is not a baby holy spirit, no? mm-hmm it's a, the holy spirit doesn't have an age he is he is eternal all right his days has he, he will go on forever and he's always existed because he is god eh? he is eternal the holy spirit does not have any shortcomings there is no incompleteness in the holy spirit he does not have to develop into anything more he is complete he is fully god he is not lacking he is not needing anything all right so if the Holy Spirit in us do not have to grow up, then where does the growth need to take place? Where do you guys think the growth and the maturity has to take place? I can't hear you. Where does where does the, the, the maturity have to take place? Where do we have to grow? In our mind. In our mind, yeah. In our mind, our understanding. Eh? You're, all, you're all with me there? Because in the Spirit we are complete, you agree? In the Spirit we are complete, the Holy Spirit doesn't need anything, He doesn't have to still grow up, but we are made of spirit, soul and body. So it is we who need to renew our, renew our thinking, we need to develop in our, our, the way we, we understand the Gospel. Alright? It's in our mind, our understanding that maturing, that development needs to take place. Okay. You understand that?
2: Yes.
1: Okay. We usually think of age when we hear the word maturity and that is definitely one of the aspects of maturity. As we grow up, as a baby grows up, he matures into a, a full grown man or a full grown woman. No? Um, but it's not always associated with age. There's There's more to the word maturity than just growing up or growing older. Because you get some elderly people that can be very immature. Mm. Amen. Yeah. You can get elderly people who we who we many times respect so much that can be immature. No one here, no? Mm. <laughs> no one here. Thank you. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, amen. Those are mature elderly <laughs> people. <laughs> and then you yeah. get you get young people that are very mature. Alright? Yeah. And our maturity as Christians depend on How much we renew our mind. Like, who said it? Someone? Oh, it was Heta that said it. It depends on how how much we renew our mind. How much time we spend in the Word. How humble we are. Okay. Mm -hmm. How teachable we are. But we're going to look at that now in a moment. Um, The word for mature in Colossians 1 verse 24. That's the first scripture that we are going to. Uh, Colossians 1 verse 24 to 29. And some of the other scriptures that we're going to look at as well has this meaning. I think in the Greek the word is oh no I forgot teleos or something like that. Correct. Correct. Ah, awesome, that's awesome. Telios or something. And that means to uh, yeah, it has a bunch of definitions and it says to brought to its end or finished. Something that is brought to an end or finished. Wanting nothing Necessary to completeness. So if you make that simple language, it's meaning you need nothing more to be complete. Yeah. You need nothing more to yeah. be complete. Perfect, or then in the sense of aging, full grown, adult, full of age or mature. Okay. Now I'm going to go through a bunch of scriptures and I want us to be a little interactive this morning as, as much as we can be. Um... So I'm gonna ask you to to as I read through the scriptures to, to see what you can identify with regard to maturing. Okay? What you can see is what is maturity? How does maturity look like? Um just a little bit louder, Nigel. What does maturity look like? Yeah, that's good. Thank you. Okay, so I want you to really follow in your Bibles and focus. (laughs) Colossians 1 verse 24 says, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. I am glad, this is Paul the Apostle speaking, writing to the Colossians. I am glad when I suffer for you in my body, for I am participating in the sufferings of Christ that continue for His body, the church. God has given me the responsibility of serving His Church by proclaiming His entire message to you. This message was kept secret for centuries and generations past, but now it has been revealed to God's people. For God wanted them to know what the riches and the glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. And this is the secret. Christ lives in you.
2: Amen.
1: This gives you assurance of sharing His glory. So we tell others about Christ, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all the wisdom God has given us. We want to present them to God, perfect or mature in their relationship to Christ. That's why I work and struggle so hard, depending on Christ's mighty power that works within me. That's until verse
2: 29.
1: Alright, so what do you guys think? What what do you see from these verses about maturity? Any any little thing that stands out to you about maturity. Responsibility, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Responsibility. Mature believers are responsible. <laughs> that's true. As a, as a mature believer, Christ lives
2: inside
1: of you. Yeah, yeah, that's very important. That's very important. As a mature believer, that is what we are focused on, eh? Christ living in us. That's very, very important. Anyone else?
3: mature <laughs> perfect. Understand that it has been made a minister. it's says here, according to the commission of God, will be commission from God, and yeah. we take it seriously. We understand and standing on that. Mm-hmm. It's like I mean, we are all ministers. And how much we are applying it, that's important. Yeah. What we do with it in our daily lives, in our lifestyle.
1: Yeah. A mature believer is someone that ministers. Né? Ministers to someone else. Né? Like Philip like now <laughs> said, they is someone that shares.
0: Also in the first in verse twenty four, I rejoice in my sufferings. Mm. That is it being spiritually minded because mm. if you would mind the things of the flesh, you would yeah. not rejoice in suffering.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So
0: a mature is spiritually minded.
1: Yeah. yeah, maturity is being spiritually minded, no? yeah. We spoke about that a bit as well mm. last time uh, I just want to add, yeah?
2: what we and, and I fill up my flesh with what mm. is still lacking in regard to Christ's future, mm-hmm. Filling myself
1: up, building mm. myself up with God's Word. And yeah. Amen. Mm. Anyone see anything else in those scriptures about maturity? Okay, so here Paul is writing to the Colossian believers. It seems like they were Gentile believers that did not have a full understanding of the Gospel. That is why Paul says that he is serving the church by revealing Jesus' entire message to them. Mm -hmm. And that message is that Christ lives in you. He says there um, in verse 25, God has given me the responsibility of serving His church by proclaiming the entire message to you. Alright. And that message is Christ in you. Mm Paul then says that they preach, they warn, they teach everyone. We see that in verse uh, verse 29, he says, That's why I work and struggle so hard, depending on Christ's mighty power that works within me. So why does he struggle so hard? It's just in the previous verse. We want to present them to God perfect or mature in their relationship to Christ. So Paul says in verse 29, that this is also why he struggles so hard, why he endures so much suffering and persecution, why he goes to such great lengths and effort. No? Um, where am I? Lost my place, man. Um, why he works so hard. It was all to bring people into the kingdom of God Amen. and then to bring believers into maturity. Amen. To bring pe- people into maturity in Christ. Paul. Paul wanted the church to mature and we believe that the Bible is the inspired word of God. Amen. Amen. So God inspired Paul to write that. So that means that God wants believers to mature. Amen. 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 Do you want to share something?
0: Another sign of maturity is the fearlessness and the boldness. Mm. Because this was not like an accepted belief. He had to be able to to them something that was like brand new, mm. but he was not afraid of the rejection. I think it yeah. was a time of maturity as well, fearlessness and
1: boldness. Yeah, to share the truth in love, no? Mm, yeah. To share the truth regardless of how you think yeah. it might affect you, okay? Paul surely was a mature believer, so we can look at his attitude and actions to learn something about maturity. The first thing I saw from that scripture that we just read is that Paul served the church, that simple concept. He served the church. A mature believer seeks for opportunities to serve, okay? And he doesn't Mm. wait for other believers to serve him. Amen. So take note of that point. A mature believer serves others, all right? We see in Matthew 20 verse 28 the same attitude that Jesus had. Matthew 20 verse 28 says that for even the Son of Man came not to be served yeah. but to serve others Amen. and to give his life as a ransom for many. And that's what Paul did. No? He, gave, he, he gave everything. He was persecuted. He, he worked hard, teaching, warning everyone. Um, that is called serving. Alright. And he gave his life as a ransom for many. Paul gave his, Paul as well, just as Jesus, gave his life for people to know that God can live inside man. Christ in me. That's the message that, that Paul preached. Okay. Even Jesus, who was God, having the right to be worshipped and served by man, came instead to serve and lay down his life. So a mature believer is someone who serves others and not someone who expects to be served by others. Okay. Sometimes it is good. I agree. It's good to receive. It's good to be served by others. But we must have the mindset that if we want to be mature believers, we must serve others as well. Okay. Paul served the church with the same heart that Jesus had. He was willing to face discomfort, persecution and even death. And Paul served the church by sharing the entire gospel message. So I would say that a mature believer is someone who shares what they learn. Okay, just simple concept. A mature believer is someone who shares what they learn. Alright? Someone that reaches out with the Gospel. Alright? We saw that Paul shared. Amen? Not to hold on to everything that we learn, but to share it. Okay? Paul did not just share what was comfortable, what people wanted to hear, he did not share about what would bring him money, No, he, he didn't share what was comfortable, he didn't want to share what tickles people's ears. He shared the message of Christ in the believer. <coughs> that I would say is another mark of a mature Christian and probably the biggest key to growing in our maturity is that understanding, that revelation, that Christ lives in us. That is where it all starts. Okay? Christ in us, the hope of glory. That's that's the core of the gospel, and that is what we need to hold on to. Amen. All right. Just just the other week, I had a new revelation about just that—that that unity of Christ, the unity that we have with Jesus. All right. There's so many ways we can apply that 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 revelation. Okay. Just like Jesus is holy, I am holy. Just like something that really hit me the other week was Jesus completely overcame sin <coughs> sin had no hold on Jesus and I thought wow I'm in Jesus and Jesus mm-hmm. is in me so wow. sin has no hold on me
2: mm-hmm.
1: death has no hold on me Amen. so there's so many, so many aspects that we need to, to, to apply this teaching
2: mm-hmm.
1: this truth in every area of our lives yeah. alright That is what's what's being a mature Christian. How you're going to mature is to see yourself as one with Jesus. (coughs) To not have a, a separation mentality in any area of your life. Okay. Let's look at Ephesians 4 verse 11 to 16. Ephesians 4. Verse 11 to 16. I want you to pay close attention now, okay? Close attention. Look and see what we can find in this in this scripture, portion of scripture about maturity, okay. Now these are the gifts that Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. The King James Version says to do the work of the ministry. This will continue, verse 13, this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son uh, that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Verse 14, Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies, so clever that they sound like the truth. Instead, verse 15, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of His body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly yeah. as um, as each part does its own special work. Mm. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Oh, yeah. Okay, just until there. So what stands out to you guys from that part of scripture about maturity? What do you think?
0: You come to a realization that it's not a one-man show. Mm. There are so many that contribute in different ways, and you need the body.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's not a one-man show, eh? No? Yeah. No. It's it's the body is made of many parts: a hand, a foot, the eye, a nose. It's it's many parts that work together, just like Paul says here. No? Got bless you. fifteen mm. and yeah. Say again. We must We must both up one one another. Amen. Definitely. We must build, I mean, we must build each other up.
2: Speaking the truth in
3: love.
1: Yes, we must speak the truth in love. You guys are you males are clever. <laughs> See, uh Philip.
3: we no longer be little children. Yeah. yeah. God, like the waves you have like opinion on like after i blown away by every wind of doctrine. People stricken or by clever studies will lead us astray. Mm-hmm. But I got earlier I guess that's actually applies the same that mm. we're teaching here. Yeah. No longer be little children, yeah.
0: By the way, not... yeah.
3: yeah. If mm-hmm. you
0: are if you are up on your own, if you don't have community, <coughs> it's very <coughs> easy to be blown. But yeah. there's safety in community because you can share, you can learn from each other, yeah. you can cu- you help mm-hmm. each other to shed light.
3: Absolutely. 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 I shared the other day about being the Bereans that study the Word of God. So we cannot be mm. with every doctrine Even if we hear from the pulpit, it's teaching is not from the Word of God, right? Mm. You take it and you study at home. We need to study it also to see yeah. exactly what we say. They all fit together. Absolutely. It's very important.
1: Yeah. We mustn't just believe everything that we hear from the pulpit. No? Even like Philip says, if it's scripture that is quoted, we must go look ourselves yeah. as well.
3: How fit together. I can send a picture, a here that doesn't make sense. That's a verse, but if you put it in context, you can be not right.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, you you made another point that stood out to me that I can't remember now. But, oh yeah, we need to be a part of the body, like like Rita said. Uh, this is a safe place where we can all learn. Amen? No one's going to scold you or or punish you for, for something if you make a mistake. Alright? This is a safe place to learn. Alright? I heard a, a, a cool uh, example about that. Um, in the week, in verse 16, it says He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. And the, the guy that he made the example that, say for instance you are the hand, <coughs> who is going to feed the mouth if you don't do your job? Mm. How, is, how is the body going to walk if he has only one leg? Yeah. Mm. And the church has to hop everywhere and has to go. It's 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 limiting the church in what we can do in this world. Right? Yeah. If you don't take your place yeah. as a as a mature believer, all right? Yeah.
0: But I think that because there's such strength in being part of the body, mm. that's why the enemy attacks by people taking offense. Mm. Like I, I think that it just shows how important community is. Yeah. When we are easily offended. The enemy seeks to destroy that because mm. mm. it is such a powerful thing.
1: Mm. And the image that always comes to my mind is like this: this, uh, this nature shows where the, the it's a group or a big what do you call it a herd of, of, of uh, cattle or herd of springbok, and then there's the lion. The lion always goes for the one that's alone. You no, know? he doesn't run into the, the big group. He, he he they watch they watch the group a long time, and they plan and they see okay that one he is always a bar. And then the line goes for that one. Mm. So, um, to be a mature believer is to, to to make yourself a part, stay in in communion mm. with the church. Okay. Maybe okay,
2: just one. Yeah. Maybe also. There are thirteen also stands out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we all come in in the unity of. <laughs> And of the knowledge of the Son of God, yeah. unto perfect men,
0: unto a perfect man, yeah. unto the uh, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of God. Mm. It brings unity, and it and it and it brings
1: up to that place. Yeah, I'm going to talk now about the unity of the faith. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's
0: a good subject.
1: Yeah. So this building up is not referring to increasing in numbers of believers in the church although a healthy church will grow. Yeah, Amen. Yeah. A healthy church will grow because the members are going out, they're sharing the gospel, making disciples, a healthy church yeah. will grow. Amen. But what he is talking about here specifically is is building each other up, mm. okay. okay? The King James Version yeah. says, uh, verse 12, uh, the goal that the, the apostles, the pastors, the teachers, all of those guys, the mature believers,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> their goal is to equip the work, uh, the, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. No? Yeah. And it refers. What do you think that is? What do you guys think is the work of the ministry? It's a yeah.
3: it's for the gospel, for the edifying of the body of Christ, yeah. we properly the ministry is to help each other as Christians. But also
1: to preach the gospel.
0: Yeah. In First yes. Timothy
1: two, mm? Can you quote it? Yeah,
0: it says that uh, that all men may come to salvation and a knowledge of the truth. Yeah. So that's what we are called to do, to help them yeah. come to salvation and a knowledge of the truth. Yeah.
1: So the responsibility is to equip God's people to do to do his work and to build up the church. So there's two purposes there, to preach the gospel like we said now. Mm-hmm. And to build up the body of Christ. Okay.
3: And to be careful, everybody. Right?
1: Yeah, that's discipleship. So we
3: are doing that. We have to be careful to judge ourselves to see if we've been tossed by any wind. You know, like we mm-hmm. go up to the home and there's some things that are not right, and we don't that we don't preach, and we go along. It's like tossed around with every wind, you know, and mm-hmm. really it's not good. So we should be mature Christian stands firm. What he believes, yeah. it doesn't
1: be moved. so easily with other topics. Um, I'm going to make that point now. <laughs> Thank you. <Sorry. laughs> no worries, no worries. Okay, so it is it is referring to every believer being equipped to preach the gospel. There, no? yeah. We need to recognize that we all need to ve- to develop and cultivate a desire to learn from those who are more mature than we are. Some people want to believe that they know everything. Maturity is to humble ourselves. Oh no. <laughs> to humble ourselves and to be teachable. Okay, yeah. so I'm going to make the point that to grow in maturity, we need to be humble and teachable. Okay, notice that the ones being taught also have a role to play. They are equipped for a reason yes. the work of the ministry. And we said now that is to preach the gospel. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 18 says. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 18. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to Himself by Christ Jesus, Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Okay. Mm-hmm. So once again we see that maturity is to preach the gospel, to take up your calling as a minister of reconciliation. Okay. Reconcile means to to restore relationship okay that's what reconcile means but if you're a mature believer you're going to reconcile people with Jesus okay we are also equipped to edify or build each other up it is not just the responsibility of the leaders to build up the members it says there for the work of the ministry and to edify the members are to minister to each other as well okay? 1 corinthians 14 verse 26. 1 corinthians 14 verse 26. How is it brethren, when you come together, every one of you has a psalm, has a doctrine, has a teaching, eh? has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things be done unto edifying. That means to build each other up. Okay. If you want to grow and mature, start sharing what you have. If you want to grow and mature, start sharing what you have. Even if you think it's just a little bit. Okay. When we come together in the week at Life Group, mm. take the opportunities to share. When there are discussions about the Word, take the opportunity to share what stands out for you. No? Amen. When we come here to the service, even before service begins, yeah. Be on the lookout for opportunities to serve your brothers and sisters in Christ, okay? A mature believer is a partaker, not just a receiver, okay? A mature believer is a partaker, not just a receiver. We as believers are equipped to encourage people, to build them up, okay? Especially the body of Christ, especially our brothers and sisters in, in faith. Ephesians 4 verse 13 makes it clear. Um, Let's just read that again. What did I say? Ephesians 4 verse 13. 13. Then we will no longer be immature like children. Mm -hmm. We won't be tossed and blown about by every new wind of teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like the truth. Okay. It makes that. It makes it clear that maturity is 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 a process. Now it's not automatic. It's a. It's not an automatic occurrence. It needs. It needs to develop. We grow into maturity. It doesn't have to take a lifetime. Um, but some mature faster, some mature slower. It depends on how humble we are. Okay, unity in the faith and knowledge of the Son of God. Okay, unity in the faith and knowledge refers to the body of Christ being in unity and agreement about doctrine. Okay, the essential core teachings, agreement on what we teach and believe about Jesus. Um, we want to focus on teachings that glorify and magnify Jesus, Amen. His work on the cross, His resurrection, and Him living in and through us. If we stand on the true gospel, then it will be impossible for us to be to be deceived. Okay? Yeah. If we know the truth, if we stand on the truth,
2: mm-hmm.
1: we won't be deceived. All right?
2: Amen.
1: Second um, Peter. Three verse seventeen, Second Peter three verse seventeen, says, "You already know these things, dear friends. So be on guard, then you will not be carried away by the errors of the wicked people and lose your own secure footing." That's important. Eh? Be on guard, then you will not be carried away by the errors of these wicked people and lose your own secure footing. Rather. You must grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. <coughs> sorry, I'm... Um, i sorry, I just came out the water. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> knowledge of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. Sorry. All glory to Him, both now and forever. Yeah. Okay, so we need to make sure our footing is secure. Yeah. We need to make sure that we are on guard, man. Yeah. Paul makes a comparison here in Ephesians 4 verse 14. The immature believer... He compares with a child. It is easy to pick a child up, man. No? It's easy to pick up a baby, okay? And to carry them away. An immature believer gets stopped and blown about easily. And it is easily influenced and tricked. Isn't that true? It's no. easy to make a child believe anything, Ooh. no? Because they don't have a foundation yet, all right? On the other side, it is not so easy to pick up a fully grown man and to carry him away. Yeah. Adults have learned or mature believers have learned to stand a long time ago Peter uses the word secure footing. It is even more difficult if a man is on guard on the lookout Knowing that someone wants to pick him up and run away with him When we know the truth and we are firmly established in the grace of Jesus Um, Then false teachings can come. Yeah when we know the truth, it's easy to identify the lie, alright, and we won't be carried away by false teachings, alright. So a mature believer establishes himself firmly in the truth of the gospel of Christ. That's what a, a mature believer does. A, a mature believer establishes him, him or herself firmly in the truth of the Gospel of Christ. It's just by grace, no? It's by grace that we are saved through faith in Jesus. Amen. Amen. And it's that simple. We need to we need to get a secure footing. We need to, to take that position in the Gospel. And we need to say to ourselves, nothing will move us from the grace of God. Amen. I will not allow any teaching To make me think that I've got to do this, I've got to do that in order to be saved. It's by grace through faith only. Okay? That's what it means to be a mature believer. In verse 15, Paul says, we speak the truth in love. That also stood out to me. I think you said it, Emily. A mature believer speaks the truth in love. Even if that truth will anger or upset the other person. eh? We must always speak the truth. He shares the truth even when he does not feel like it. He shares the truth even when it's a family member. Many times it's difficult to me- to minister to our family members. No? Even if it's a family member, we speak the truth in love. We share the truth because the truth sets people free. We share the truth because we do not want to see people suffer and perish. Okay? Um, we share the truth because we love people, and we know that God loves them as well. No? That is why we share the truth. If you love someone, you share the truth. Okay, that's a, that's what being a mature believer is about: to share the truth always in love. Okay. 5:14. The, the law of Christ and The, law, yeah. the love of Christ Yeah, the love of Christ constrains us to share the truth. Okay, but we need to receive that love first now. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 1 to 4. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 1 to 4. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would with spiritual people. I had to talk as though you belonged to this world or as though you were infants in Christ. as babies. An infant is a baby, no? I had to feed you with milk, not with solid food, because you weren't ready for anything stronger. You still aren't ready, for you are still controlled by your sinful nature. You are jealous. Uh, uh, of one another and quarrel with each other doesn't that prove that you are controlled by your sinful nature aren't you living like the people of the world then one of, when one of you says I'm a follower of Paul and another says I follow Apollos aren't you acting just like the people of the world mm. so what what in that scripture stands out to you guys from or about maturity
0: Purity is peace. Like you have peace and unity. You're not striving for, you know, yeah. say striving for this, striving for this. Being mm-hmm. recognized by men. That's yeah. not what you. What you're after. You're after knowing the Lord. Yeah. And you see and recognize. You discern the Lord's body. You realize mm. you need what the other person has. To.
1: Mm. That kind of connects to love as well, right? Yeah. Because you love the body of Christ, you seek to be in peace and unity. Okay, anything else? Anything else to anyone? Yeah, we see here when you says some
3: to Apollos and some to Paul, you know, it's like comparing ourselves with ourselves and lift up in pride. Oh, yeah, I'm a moral Apollos. You know, we make a preference from some people instead mm-hmm. of the gospel. We base and believe, like, like I say, oh, I'm a closer friend to than I am yeah. to somebody else, you know, it's kind of making ourselves mm. a little bit uh, exclusive somewhere else and really getting used to my client. Because yeah. I think we are better. That's I can do better. I'm more shame or something. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. He says that they comparing themselves by themselves and not wise in a way it's like, oh, I like my head better than my foot. Mm. You know, but you need both your head and your foot. Yeah. You like to have it all. Yeah. So that
3: comparing, it's not once. Yeah, Sometimes absolutely. you need to
1: bend your head in order to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it could happen that way, or we can just look to the Word. Yeah, and yeah. 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 Anyone else? Something about maturity from these scriptures? There's a big, big um, point there that I can see in verse 3. Mm. Yeah. Um, in verse, verse,
2: um, three, three. The
0: last party and, and, uh, division.
1: Yeah. Are you not Every It says in verse three, for you are still controlled by your sinful nature. Yeah. That is the point that I wouldn't want to bring out there, yeah? Okay. So an immature believer is controlled by their
0: sinful,
1: sinful nature, nature. they're controlled by the flesh. Mm-hmm. Okay. The New Living Translation translates uh, the, the flesh as sinful nature in this, in this verse. But we know that Christians, we don't have sinful nature anymore, right. eh? we have the nature of Christ. Amen. Okay. But we can still be controlled by our flesh, our bodies, yes. and our old way of thinking. Mm-hmm. All right. Also, in verse
0: two, I have fed you with milk. Like you have to keep going through the basics, the basics, mm. because you haven't gotten it yet. Okay. Yeah. Like you don't get that basic attitude of Christ the yeah. nature of God and character of God. So it's sure. like you, you just you're not growing up. It mm. so that if you have to continue in the very basics, mm. easily through the this.
1: Yeah, that's good. We need to establish ourselves in the basics because it's true. A baby won't grow. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't give him milk, then, no? that is where we all have to start. We all have to start with the milk, and as we get the milk, as we get established in the in in the milk teachings, in the basics of the faith, so we can grow up. Yeah. Uh, I think this, this one
2: is two and three. What you do. If you want to make four, sure,
0: you must see, you must see what
1: you eat,
0: what you. Eat.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Nice of you too. We must we must take note of our of our conduct, no? Like
0: food. if you want to grow up you you which yeah. you,
1: your Yeah. We must feast on, on good teaching. Yeah. That's what you're saying. We must feed on, on good teaching, on the yes. truth. Alright. Paul writes to the Corinthians, a church that was really operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that was the Corinthians, no? that um, we just read now. Uh, they, were, they were ministering in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but the, when Paul writes to them, he writes to them about some very basic sins that they were doing wrong, very basic problems that they were having. The church was behaving exactly like the perverted and corrupted world around them. This just shows us that it doesn't mean that you're a mature believer if you can operate in the gifts of the Spirit. Okay. It's also the fruit of the Spirit that we need to bear. Okay. Paul says in this verse uh, that he had to talk to them as if they were unbelievers, as if they belonged to the world. They were allowing themselves to be controlled by their flesh. We see this in verse 3. For you are still controlled by your sinful nature. Yeah. Okay. So that is a mark of immaturity. To walk according to the patterns of this world and to allow your flesh to dominate you. To be material focused, to be world focused and not eternally focused. No? What would be the opposite of that? Spiritually minded. To be spiritually minded. No? To walk in the spirit. Alright. Galatians 5, verse 16 to 17 says. Uh, verse 5. Galatians 5, verse 16 to 17. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. No. And Philip did an awesome message, I can remember, on walking in the Spirit
2: yeah.
1: a while back. So go listen to that again. Eh? A mature believer, this is what maturity is, a mature believer chooses to walk in the Spirit. Yeah. Amen. By doing that, he gives us the God gives us the power to make the flesh submit. The simplest definition of walking in the Spirit is to walk in your identity in Christ. Okay, that's the simplest uh, definition that I can think of, is to walk in your identity in Christ. To always keep in mind that I am one with Jesus, and He is one with me, and to walk in that identity. It is to be heavenly minded, uh, like I also shared last week or the previous time. To, to, To have our minds and our hearts set on eternity. On spiritual things. Okay. Galatians five twenty-two. We're almost almost at the end. Galatians five verse twenty-two, It huh? uh, says but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. That is such a good uh, uh, explanation of being a mature believer. A mature believer is someone who bears the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Those fruit is actually to me, I see it as the nature of God. It's God's nature, it's his character yeah. that we bear. Okay. So that's what it that's what a mature believer is. Yeah?
0: Also I just wanted to say that uh, what, what you were saying in Galatians five, sixteen mm-hmm. and seventeen about walking in the spirit. Mm. But they say that the the book of Romans It's like the book of first mention of the doctrines and it says in romans eight four and five there's the definition of walking in the spirit okay it says that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but Mm. after the spirit for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh Mm. but they that are after the spirit the things of the spirit exactly what he brought up but this is just the first that's good Eight, Can you Romans eight verse four and five?
1: Four and five. That's a good uh, biblical scriptural definition of walking in the spirit. Is to set your mind on the things above, not on the things of the earth. No? Yeah. It's good to think about your income. It's good to think about where the next meal is coming from. But do not to have a preoccupation. Not to make your whole life about it. Now. Okay.
3: I don't know, I've got a little picture. Sure. So yeah? uh, something like uh, sometimes we don't realize that we are in the French of candle. But look at the picture, like I was holding here uh, my tablet, and uh, I said, like, i got like a change to, to a game while I I'm pretend I'm, I'm, I'm listening, you know, hearing. And that is kind of like a, a little confirmation for me that I am in. The flesh, I mean, karma, mm-hmm. you know, and okay, then the enemy comes in, then that's what we have to resist sometimes. This is one example, it could be other examples similar, similar like in our life, temptations coming. We have to resist temptation so we can walk in the spirit and not in the flesh.
1: Amen. <coughs> it's to value the things of the spirit, yeah. right? to value good teaching. Okay. Amen.
0: It's like so like what you were saying in the at the dream team meeting, it's a mindset. Yeah. It's, that's all it is, it's just you set your mind mm-hmm. that I'm not gonna let this temptation, I'm not gonna yield to that, I'm gonna set my mind on the thing. Yeah. That's all it requires to walk in the spirit. It's just yeah. a mindset. It's a decision you make, Absolutely. it's not something you grow into over many, many years, yeah. it's something you determine and decide to do.
1: Yeah, that's why I say you can be a mature Christian very fast mm-hmm. yes. if you submit to the Word, if you, yeah. if you, like you now said.
0: It's like a switch, like I decided now I'm in the spirit, oh, I, decide, I don't feel like, yeah. now I'm in the flesh. Yeah. But that's how, how fast it can be.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> A mature believer is someone who bears the fruit of the Holy Spirit. This is essentially the nature of God. Okay, I said that. Our character is very important to God. Okay, and then just another point in 1 Corinthians 3 verse 4. Where he says, where he's talking about... um, uh, verse 4 says, when one of you says, I'm a follower of Paul, and another says, I'm a follower of Apollos, aren't you acting just like the people of the world? And that just, like, I think Philip also shared on it. Paul says he knows that they are worldly because they were splitting the church by forming groups. This group was following Paul, this group was following Apollos, yeah? Um, And we see that he he rebuked them for being carnally minded, being Mm. controlled by their flesh. So what I was thinking is that maybe, like uh, Philip also said, they were looking at the outward appearance. We know that Paul was often beaten, Paul was often stoned, he was often whipped, Mm. he was often shipwrecked, so he might have had many scars on his face or you know, he wasn't a good-looking guy, alright? I don't know how Apollos looked, I don't know how he looked like, but his name sounds quite like he could have been a handsome guy, okay? So this it was just this thing of they looking to the outward appearance. They were forming groups because they like Paul, they like like Apollos, you understand? It's looking to the outward appearance. Maybe. I know that Paul also said that he doesn't use uh, eloquent words. Maybe Paul wasn't as charismatic or as flashy as some some of the listeners would have liked. So, an an immature believer looks at the outward appearance, while the mature believer listens to the message that is preached and judges the message, not the messenger. Alright. So, that's what I think what what the the cause was of of those those the people forming groups saying I'm of Apollos, I'm of Paul because they were looking at the outward appearance, okay? A mature believer judges the message, what is being preached not not what the person looks like, okay, or how the person speaks. Hebrews 5 verse 11 to 6 verse 3 Hebrews 5,
2: verse 11, to
1: Hebrews 6, verse 3. We're almost finished. Almost finished. Um, So listen now, ne, to what stands out to you about maturity in this scripture. Hebrews 5, verse 11 says, there is much more we would like to say about this. But it is difficult to explain, since, uh, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's Word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and does not know uh, how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. Okay. What well, stands out to you guys from, from that scripture about maturity? We yeah.
3: need to distinguish between right and wrong. Mm. It's very, very important. Because if you don't know the difference or the texture keeps you to stay the wrong, and we're never going
0: to grow. Yeah. That's very, very important to really look I love hearing.
1: I love hearing.
0: If you don't have a vacuum, and you think you know it all, oh, I've heard it before, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. that is immaturity, because yeah. it's like you're partaking of the body of Christ and you learn from each other.
1: Yeah, that's so true. Stephen, for you? Yeah, that's good. You said a mature Christian can determine what is, right what is right and what is wrong. That's good. Okay, so this scripture is saying that a mature believer is someone who is able to teach others. Not only are they humble enough to receive teaching, but also to be taught. Okay. <clears throat> um, another point that stood out to me from the scripture is verse 14, where it says, Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize and recognize the difference between right and wrong. This skill is developed through training. It says there, no? who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. This, um, oh, sorry, that I believe is talking about training in the Word of God. No? Because how do we know what is right and what is wrong if we don't see it in the Word of God? No. Okay. When we know the Word of God, we know God's will in every situation. In every situation, we will know what is right and what is wrong, because God has revealed His will in His Word. Amen. If you want to know what is right, what is wrong, look at the Word of God. Okay. So. Yeah.
3: The number 11 le- here says, for someone of whom we have much to say, and it's hard to explain, since you become sluggish, learn uh, in hearing, become sluggish, so that's a very important yeah. concept. Sluggish. 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 And that's lazy to hear. So, mm. anything we share, if you're sluggish on hearing, or in the Bible, of your ear, you're it's not going to go on the world. to make sure to take the contacts over your ears. I take my own, you know, Make sure Mm -hmm. I understand what he said. Because it's important teaching today. mean, every time it's important. I read that share, you know, earlier about we see the God, like, you know, we are part of the body, you know, discerning the body. And it's part of the body that's sharing with us for us to learn so we can grow. Let's take off the corpus from my ears. I took mine.
1: (laughs) Amen. That's good. Spiritually dull. That sounds like, like a, a knife that is not sharp. No. Yeah. Yeah, a dull do, knife that can't be, function it as it be. should. Yeah. Okay.
0: But does, if I may, yeah? training yeah. also indicates it's something that you keep at it, you keep yeah. on keeping on. Yeah. And also in Ephesians 4, it said, until we all come into the unity of the faith. Mm. We might have all of our own funny ideas, Mm. but it takes time, you have to Mm. keep on coming, you have to keep on sitting, keep on learning, keep keep on receiving, keep on training, Mm. if you want to become mature. Mm. And then, if Mm. I may, in (laughs) Galatians 4, it says that as long as you're immature, as long as you're a child, you can't inherit what has been Mm. promised you. Mm. So that means we don't inherit the promises of God yeah. if we don't become yeah.
1: mature. Yeah, that's very true. We can only receive so, what we believe for, no?
0: So it's really important that we keep training, we keep coming, keep learning, keep yeah. Learning. Yeah.
1: And that's like with, with the baby milk or the milk. The babies, they need the milk no, yeah. to grow. We need to keep being, allow ourselves to be trained. No? Keep receiving the milk until you're ready to, to receive the meat. Okay, 2nd Corinthians. So to end off, we saw that maturity is a process. It develops as we grow older. We can become mature very quickly or very slowly. It depends on how teachable and humble you are. And also how much time you spend with the Word of God. Much uh, Much of it is things that we have to choose purposefully. Okay, we have to choose to purposefully do it. But I don't believe that it can be done outside of relationship with God, no? You mustn't do it outside of relationship with the Father. True maturity comes only in relationship, okay? Um, Yes, we discipline ourselves and we set time apart, that is very important. We set time apart with God. Just like if you want to make a friend, you make an appointment and you go somewhere, no? That takes discipline. You choose to do that. But then. The growth comes when we spend time together, the relationship grows when we spend time together. Amen? Amen. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18 says... 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18 So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him, as we are changed into His glorious image. That is just so encouraging to me that he is the one that changes us, okay? The Lord with the Spirit makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image, and that only happens when you spend time with him. Okay? There's a saying that says you become like the people you spend time with, and that's I've seen that to be true so many times in my life. You become like the people you spend time with. So if you spend time with God, you're going to reflect Him better and better. Okay, You're going to become more like Him. I know in the Spirit, we are exactly like He is. Amen. We don't lack anything in the Spirit. But we need to to, to, to have relationship with Him, to let that flow through. Okay? Ephesians 3, verse 14 to 21. That's the last scripture that I'm going to share today. Ephesians 3 verse 14 to 21 says, 14 to 21, when I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, that's awesome from His glorious unlimited resources. He will empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. Then Christ will make His home in your hearts as you trust in Him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. What must we do? We must let our roots grow down into God's love. All right? And that will keep us strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high and how deep His love is. It's all about love, guys. It's all about love. May you experience the love of Christ. This is Paul the Apostle praying for the church. He's praying, may you experience the love of Christ. There's a reason why he prays this for them. Though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. That is talking about maturity. Yeah. Being made complete. Né? Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. And where does that come from? From our spirit. Mm-hmm. Because He is in our spirit. Okay. Yeah. Now all glory to God who is able... This is interesting. All glory to God who is able. Né? God is able. Through His mighty power at work within us. So it's His ability in us. To accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to Him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Okay, so. The love of God empowers and fuels our development from babies in Christ. To mature sons and daughters. It is your father's desire that his children grow up into victorious, successful, accurate representatives of himself. Did you get that? Mm -hmm. It is your father's desire that his children grow up into victorious, successful, accurate representatives of himself. Could
0: you repeat the part just before that? Just before that. The love of God empowers...
1: Uh, the love of God empowers and fuels our development from babies in Christ to mature sons and daughters. Okay. Um, but relationship with Him is the only way that this will happen. It actually, it's actually so awesome that all of this can happen through effortless relationship with God. We don't have to work to do all of these things. It's just through relationship. He changes us. Relationship with God fuels maturity. If you remember one thing today, let that be it. Relationship with God fuels maturity. Okay? And that's the end of my story for today. Thank you, Jim. Can you... Can you believe... Can you believe that there is 13 points that we, we looked at today? 13 points of maturity. Wow. Can you Can you guys name a few? A mature is just, a, mature is a partaker, not just a Amen. A mature believer is a partaker, not just a receiver. Amen. That's awesome. Thanks, Lucy. Yeah. Anyone else?
2: Our maturity depends on
1: how we renew our mind. Yeah. Our maturity depends on how much we renew our mind. Amen. Mm. Stephen, you look like you're shaking to say something.
0: Yeah. Amen. Uh, by,
2: uh,
1: by any uh... Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. We eat, we we indulge, We like strong food. We like good teaching. Amen. Mm-hmm.
0: Abides in Christ. Yeah. Christ in, you
1: and in you. Yeah. A mature believer focuses on Christ in you and through you. Amen. A mature believer is humble and teachable. Yeah. Yes. Anyone else? A
2: mature is being, is being
1: bold. Being bold. Mm-hmm. Yes. A mature believer shares the gospel. That's very good. Very good.
2: A mature believer is a partaker, not just a receiver.
1: Amen. Amen. A mature
3: believer knows the love of Christ with passionate knowledge.
1: Yeah. Knowing the love of Christ—that is where it all starts, huh? Someone who? Builds, builds, up, builds others. up others. Builds up others. Yeah. Absolutely. That's good. Anyone? Mature believers in relationship with Jesus. Amen. Mature believers in relationship with Jesus. And, yeah. And, and, I
0: would add, and the body.
1: Yeah. And the body. And the body. Yeah. Shares the gospel. Shares the gospel. Amen. Anyone else?
2: Yes. Establishes
1: himself in the truth of the gospel. That's so good. And he
2: speaks the truth in love.
1: Yes, we speak the truth in love. Amen. Lifestyle,
3: Christ lifestyle. Yeah. We need to know that we are Christians. You know,
2: if you
0: don't know you're Christians you have to ask me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still missing Okay, I'm going to read. <laughs> I'll read my verse. <laughs> okay. uh,
1: a mature believer is someone who serves others. We said that, and mm-hmm. is not someone who expects to be served by others. Mm-hmm. A mature believer is someone who shares what they learn, someone that reaches out with the Gospel. A mature believer is someone who holds on to the simple gospel, Christ in us, the hope of glory, being the core of the gospel. To grow in maturity, we need to be teachable. We looked, we said that. Mm -hmm. A mature believer is a partaker, not just a receiver. Maturity isn't a once-off automatic occurrence. It's a growing development into completeness. A mature believer establishes him or herself firmly in the truth of the gospel of Christ, a mature believer shares the truth in love. Immaturity is to walk according to the patterns of this world and to allow your flesh to dominate you. Where, uh, to be material or world-focused where the mature believer chooses to walk in this spirit. Yeah. No? A mature believer is someone who bears the fruit of the Holy Spirit. In essence that is God's nature flowing through us. No? And then a mature believer looks at the out- Uh, Sorry, an immature believer looks at the outward appearance while the mature believer listens to the message that is preached and judges the message, not the messenger. Um, A mature believer can recognize the difference between right and wrong and then relationship with God fuels our maturity. Amen.
0: We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to connect with us or if you'd like us to pray with you, please contact us at info at If you'd like to order more resources or discover more about us, you can visit our website at www.gracelife.co or find us on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube.